and welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Carrington, and today we have a very special guest. I met him now two years ago when he was... About, yeah. Yeah, about, you were 16 back then-ish, 16, 17, 15, yeah. in that area, at the West Virginia Game Developers Conference. Kyle and I had a fantastic time. My guest today is Connor from Fire Games. Connor, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Thanks for asking. So, Connor, it's been roughly two-ish years. You were at the Game Developers Conference. You didn't have yeah. a booth, but you did have a game that I we did, did yeah. review. Um, when you, do you want to talk about that game a little bit? Because I can't remember if... I know you, were, you had a brief recording, but I want to talk about that game just real briefly. Yeah, of course. Because it, 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 it ties into everything. Yeah, so my last game was Welcome to the Dreamscape. Mm -hmm. I, I made it when I was about 16, 15, 16. Um, definitely the most ambitious project I'd ever taken on. I would say in terms of just uh, where I was at at the time mm -hmm. compared to where I am at now, it was way more ambitious than what I'm working on just in terms of what I knew then. Because mm -hmm. I was taking on a lot of what I had no idea how to do. Um, it was a great experience, and I was really happy with the final product. Uh, the, it didn't sell incredibly mm -hmm. well. Um, the, the downloads weren't as high as my first game. Okay. But I, I still think it was a much better game, and I'm really proud that I made it. I, I was happy. I was impressed because you did most of it by yourself, correct? Yeah, yeah. So how does one – that's what blows my mind, okay? So I, they, we talk to a lot of developers. I mean, granted, some of them do make games by themselves as well, but they're in the 30s, 40s, 50s. But you, Connor, you're 16 when you made that game. Yeah. How did you get <laughs> yeah. into that? Uh, game development today is so much easier to get into than it ever has been. There's so many free softwares and easy ways to learn. I, I use Unity, mm -hmm. which is like one of the big free 3D development softwares. And I taught myself to code almost on accident, <laughs> if that makes sense. I, I like when I was really young, I was like 12, 11, like trying to figure out Unity. And I would go on these forums. I'd go on the Unity forums, which is an awesome community, by oh, the yes. way. They're yes. super active. Um, and I'd make a forum and I'd say, how do I make a jump? For example, how do I make my character jump? Mm -hmm. And people would like comment and send in like their codes on how to make a jump command. And eventually I learned how all these different components work from doing that so many times to where I could reverse engineer those certain things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point where I can type the code all myself without needing to go to the forums. And it was just it was like an accident. One day I was like, <laughs> oh, I know how to do this now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, because I, I met your dad at the, at the conference as well. Uh, which is something I do want to highlight. He has, like, no experience with coding, so he didn't even help no. you at all, right? No. I, I didn't have anyone to teach me. That is, I, to I me, had, that is... I had no one. Because I learned all my coding, because I went to college. That's where I learned a bunch of my coding yeah. and all that stuff. So that's where... But you did it all, all on your own. Was it... How challenging was it, would you say, to anyone listening who might be, like, interested in game development and things like that? I... I, it, I would say it was challenging, but it didn't feel challenging mm -hmm. because I, I, it's what I wanted to do. It wasn't like I really want to learn how to code. It was more I really want to make a video game. And coding mm -hmm. was kind of the step, what, stepping stone to that. Right. So it was, it was difficult, but again, it was almost on accident. So I didn't really feel that learning process. I, I hear you because uh, I, I feel the same way. When, when you learn something that you find fun or interesting, it doesn't really feel like learning. It just yeah, feels exactly. like it's like, a, I don't know, it's just fun. It is. It is. Now, Connor, you actually, because I was in pre prepping for this interview, you actually had a game before that one as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. I haven't played it yet, so 
Do you mind talking about it a little bit real quick? Yeah, that one, uh, is, it's called Into the Unknown. Mm -hmm. I made it when maybe 13. Okay. 14. I was in eighth grade, however old I was in eighth grade. Okay. Made it in like five months. It was going to be submitted to a competition, but then mm -hmm. we learned that the competition like took all the rights. So I was like, no. Mm. And I decided to release it independently. Um, it's a 15 minute short little game. It's obviously made by a 13 year old. Uh, I voiced in it myself, which was a mistake because I was, again, I was 13. Right. Um, and it, it's a short little game about waking up in the woods, uh, trying to figure out who you are, where you are. It's a little twist ending at the end. Um, mm -hmm. and it's not great, but it was, it's something I did for fun. And it was sure. a short little project. It's free on Steam. Okay. Very nice, man. I'll probably check it out then. So yeah, thank you. These stories you have are what really draw me as well because you, you're really good at scripting out events. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Because uh, that, that's what really, with, with Dreamscape, that's what really like hit home to me was the amount of scripting that you did and how, how complex it was for someone that does it by themselves. How do yeah, you... I remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember you talked about that in the, the last podcast yeah. that you reviewed the game. Where does the inspiration for a lot of these stories come from, past, present, and future? Because they are always very interesting and always gra they grab your attention. So the, I think they always come from what's really interesting me at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I made Welcome to the Dreamscape, I was really, I was really intrigued with the idea of dreams, and like what certain dreams could mean, where they come from, and that was the main inspiration behind that. Yeah, so Summerland is a lot about the death and the afterlife. And while I said dreams are something that really interests me, the death and the afterlife and what happens when we die is something that really freaked me out. Mm -hmm. Like I, you don't you don't really know me, but I am a very anxious person, and I fall into a lot of existential crisis type thought mm -hmm. about like big unknowable questions, and it freaks me out a lot. And one recently was death and what happens when we die and what's the afterlife. Um, and I, I was really messing with my head. Then I watched a show. I don't know if you've seen it. The The Good Place. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. So I was watching The Good Place, and it made me feel better about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, being able to see an afterlife compartmentalized into this small, fictionalized space mm -hmm. felt better for some reason. And I, I felt like I want to do this. I want to make a story like this. So I sat down. I thought of how I want to portray the story. And I wrote out a script. I wrote out scenes I wanted, and then I got to developing. That is, that's to me, that's that's awesome. That's incredible. It's, I mean, it's it's almost like a therapeutic, like just a little project I'm doing. Yeah, no, I mean that's perfectly fine. I mean I suffer from anxiety myself, and as well, so I do get that on that level. <laughs> um, sorry. It's it's honestly helped a lot. Good, good. Um, when it comes to um dreamscape sorry i got distracted by one of our co-hosts just jumping in and then jumping right back out right. Yeah. <laughs> um when you said it didn't sell well did, did that at all like hurt your spirits or anything were you just uh distraught by that or anything like I, that maybe a little bit but it mm -hmm. wasn't it's not a huge deal it's the first time i've ever charged for a game mm -hmm. which in retrospect i probably should have kept it free and it is free now it's totally free to play um but I understand, like, it's I'm a small indie studio, and right. no one has really heard of me. No one's heard of Welcome to the Dreamscape. Um, and publishing that for a fee, it was $5, I think, was a big risk. Mm -hmm. And I can say it didn't really pay off. I don't think charging really paid off for that project. 
Uh, I've learned from that mistake. So I'm I'm debating the free to play route for this one. Um, even maybe even like a really small fee. I'm not gonna go upwards of five dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think it more taught me than discouraged me. Okay, that that's a good way of looking at things yeah. too. I mean. We, we all fall down sometimes. We just pick ourselves back up and, and keep on going no matter what it is. And we learn from our mistakes or from experiences as well. I mean, who knows? Maybe the next game you will charge for not talking about Summerland, but maybe the project yeah. afterwards. Um, so when I saw you at the, the, the conference back then, did you learn anything from that as well? Or was that a good networking uh, thing oh, for you as great. well? It was awesome. I still have a ton of business cards in my desk from that event. <laughs> good, good. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I got in touch with a lot of people. A lot of stuff I learned was about social media marketing and mm-hmm. uh, how to present yourself, how to pr- uh, show people a game before it's done, mm-hmm. uh, making sure people are up to date on dev logs, stuff like that. Uh, I do you, know, do you know the app TikTok? Yeah. That, I found an amazing market through that. Really? TikTok has been my like main go-to for this development stuff, which I don't see many people doing. Like mm-hmm. one or two people I've seen make it make a big channel off of TikTok from game development. Mm-hmm. But it's there's not there's that untapped market of game developers on TikTok. And I was able to find that and from doing that I've gotten a lot of traction for Summerland. That's incredible. I, so, I, so my hopes are really high for this. Well, I, when I was on your website the other day, I noticed that you had made a call out for some auditions for voice acting for Summerland. Mm-hmm. So was the, the turnout pretty good for that also? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. That that I posted on TikTok, and mm-hmm. it, it was insane. It got about 3 million views. Good Lord. Yeah. But congratulations, man. Congratulations on graduating and continue on your, your furthering your education. I hope everything works out for you on, on that front. Oh, I hope so. Now, with Summerland, okay. How did you come up with Summerland? Oh no, you already talked about that. I'm sorry. Now with Summerland, do you have an idea of where you're gonna go next after this yet, or? I have no idea. Okay. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, the story of Summerland itself. Uh, yes. I, I had an idea that I could possibly do a story DLC for it, but mm-hmm. that that's only if like people really enjoy the game and if it's something that people would want to see afterward mm-hmm. uh, the story could lend itself to the, uh, like a little additional sidestep though sure which i that which i could work on after now but at the moment no no like real plans okay I, I was just curious i mean i remember when i talked to you back when dreamscape came out you said you weren't sure what your next project was back then yet yeah i think i talked about a game i was working on that i didn't end up finishing gotcha does that happen yeah. a lot by the way that one time. Okay. I, I didn't finish that one project. The first game I ever tried to make, I didn't finish. I try, I was getting really ambitious mm-hmm. for where I was at. I tried to make like an online third-person shooter. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to even do that now. You're good. I, I wouldn't be able to pull that off now. Trust me. I, I've made games like as projects and stuff. I've never released them or anything. But I've, getting online is a pain in the butt just for two or three people, it's, let I've alone... I've got it. I've got it working before, but to actually get more than like two or three players is is a nightmare. Honestly, like it's a, it's an absolute nightmare. Is it in terms of like getting it to work on your end, or is it more of like a server thing, not being able to handle it? It's more of a so when you have more than one character on a particular screen, it's the problem comes with one having 
the controls to where it only controls your player and not oh, everybody else at the well, same I got time. It, I got it. And even if that does work, to make sure that the latency is, is as low as possible. And latency can always be a, a headache to, yeah. to code for. Yeah. So you, so you do you like you code as well? Not as much anymore now that I'm working full time. But back when like when I was in college and when I was looking for a job, I tried to like stay on top of that stuff. So I, I did do a lot of so that was five years ago. Was probably the last time I actually seriously coded ah. anything. All right, all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Um, so you're. Something being a gaming channel, something we haven't touched on yet. All right. What's your your gaming history in general? Like, how when did you start playing games, and what what are some games that kind of stick with you even today? Yeah. Growing up, I love talking about different games. Good. good. <laughs> uh, when I was little, mm -hmm. I would always go to my dad's apartment on the weekends, and he had a PS2. And mm -hmm. The PS2 is like the first console I ever had. We played the Lego Star Wars games. Nice. For hours. We love those games. And those those were like the first games I was ever like real into. From that, I, I forget what the context was, but he let me go to the store and pick out my own game for the first time. Mm -hmm. I was, I don't know, like six. And without any information on it, without just based, purely based on the box art, I ended up picking Kingdom Hearts 2. Wow, <laughs> that's, that is quite the game to start with too. Yeah, um, and I loved it. I absolutely fell in love with it. That was the second game where I was like, this is fantastic. And it's the first time I realized that games could be a real art. Mm -hmm. Because that game looks astounding. It still like, does today. Even, even today, if you look at it, it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, that and when we got the PS3 Uncharted, the first Uncharted was a big one. That was when the PS3 like first came out, we got yeah. Uncharted. Um, and that started my love for like Naughty Dog games, uh, the Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. Dude, that opening made me cry. Seriously, like I'm. Like, Did you play the second one? Not yet, but it's on my list. I, I beat it. I beat it. Did you? I feel enjoy like I'm it? in the minority. I feel yeah. like I'm in the minority. I really liked it. Dude, I that's I I trust people like you because I feel like a lot of people are hating on it just to hate on it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the hate is? Have you like heard the spoilers in the leaks? I, I have not. I've tried to stay as far away as possible. All right, that's cool. I'm not. I won't talk spoilers here. Good. Good. But thank you. I, will say, I think a lot of the stuff people are mad at is a bit unwarranted. I could see that. And I think there is one big decision they decided to make, which a lot of people were upset with. I I'm not a huge fan of the way they did it, mm -hmm. but I understand why they did it, and I do think they it was necessary. That's and fair. You, you may understand. It's like halfway through the game. Okay. If you if you ever decide to play it, you'll understand what I mean. Sure. Yeah. I, it's on my list. I just haven't had a chance. Anyone yet. who's listening to this that's played it will understand what I mean. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I, I'm, I'm someone who's usually in the minority with things as well. Like, personally, I don't know your feelings on it, but personally, I love The Last Jedi, and I will die on that hill. I actually didn't see it. You haven't seen it. Okay. No. I loved it. I know a lot of people didn't like it. But I loved it, and I, I do have my reasons for it. But I feel like now I'm going to get a lot of hate from certain people. But I, that's, I'm okay with that because, for me, I love that movie. I, I heard that a lot of, like, the criticism for that was because it wasn't, like, a like a true Star Wars film. Oh, sorry. You're good. <laughs> I totally just bumped my mic. It wasn't, like, a real Star Wars movie. And for those audio listeners, he did air quotes, just saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, that's what a lot of people say, but I will... 
highly disagree with it. And I have a feeling, it's just a gut feeling that people's minds will change. You just got to give it another 15 or 20 years. Uh, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking with The Last of Us. I think in the future, The Last of Us Part 2 will be seen as... I, I will think Naughty Dog's handling of things will mm -hmm. go down as a not-so-good moment for the industry. Mm -hmm. they, they censored people. They went through crunch time. Mm -hmm. they, they had some iffy business practices they were doing. Mm -hmm. They are doing. Um, but I think The Last of Us Part 2 will go down as a great game when it's all said and done. I, I'm, I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to trust your opinion on that because I think there are just... We just live in a different times right now. Yeah. It, I think once people get used to certain things and it... it and that's a bunch of things, especially right now, recording this today. Give it, like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. I think yeah. a lot of people will change their mind. The, the general population will change their minds on a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what, besides, you know, Naughty Dog games, have there been any other games that really, like, hit home to you as well? Or is there anything that you're playing right now, honestly? Oh, right now. Man. I just fit. Well, I just finished Last of Us Two. That was like okay. my big one. Mm -hmm. um, I've started replaying Firewatch. Oh, my camera froze again, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, got, I can fix it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I just started replaying Firewatch. Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you've played that one. Oh yeah. I I'm I'm a huge fan of um like those walking sim type games. That was. I, I don't know how what your feelings are on that. Yeah. No. No. That game I loved because I was just gonna say really quick that I thought it had a slow start. But then there's just a certain point you hit, and I could not put the controller down at all. It does. It's crazy how much it hits. My my camera like stopped working. Okay, you're like fine. I'm unplugging and plugging it back in. My computer's not recognizing it, so we're I might be cameraless for the rest of this. You are perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> all right, yeah. So I've been replaying Firewatch, and I've been trying to get back into a lot of those walking sims just mm -hmm. for inspiration for Summerland, which is a it's a walking sim pretty much. Sure. Um, like uh. I've been replaying What Remains of Edith Finch. I was just about to mention that because we had the main, voice actress, the main voice actress on the show. And we, we love that game. We love her. And that game is fantastic. Oh, I think that game's phenomenal. And the writing um, is just... No, oh, it's so good. It's unmatched. There, there's one, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I don't know if Have you I know played, that one. It's a I PS4 haven't played exclusive. that one. Okay. I think it's PS4 exclusive. A lot of people hated that game. Because... It is, by all definitions, a walking simulator. Okay. It, you you walk slow. Mm -hmm. You can barely interact with anything, and everything pretty much just happens around you. Okay. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. I thought the story was really interesting, and it's a type of game where uh, if you don't find the story interesting, you're not going to like the game whatsoever. Okay. It's also beautiful. The game itself, graphically, is phenomenal. I'll have to, what was it called again? I'll have to check it out. Uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Okay. Okay. Then uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, I replayed. I think in Virginia. Virginia's a big one for me. Okay. Those you, are a bunch of the walking sims I've been playing. Have you played Dear Esther by chance? That one I'm not a huge fan of. I was wondering what you... Because I tried it out back when it first came out back in the day. And that was like my first introduction to walking simulators, and I was not—it's not a good introduction at all, in my opinion. No, it's—it's definitely—it's um, a lot like everybody's gone to the rapture. Okay. In the sense that it is very slow, mm -hmm. and if you don't find yourself interested in the story, then you are not going to enjoy the game whatsoever. I can agree. Everybody's with that. gone to the rapture is a bit different than that. Okay. Um, and I found the story a lot more intriguing. There's actual characters speaking through okay. that one, other than dear S. 
aside from Dear Esther, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that one I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. I mean, I can totally agree with that. I mean, it's, it's for, for whatever reason, it's one that people bring up all the time, and I'm like, I don't know why, because I, 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 like I didn't connect with it. I a lot of people aren't a fan of Dear Esther. That's how I feel, too, but it's a name that comes up all the time. I don't know why it's yeah. like the... It, it's, lumped, it's lumped in with the big ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's whatever. But yeah. I'm trying to think of any other walking simulators I have played recently. I know... I think those are the Edith Finch and Dear Esther, the two Parable. big ones. Stanley Parable. Oh, I forgot about that one. And Love that the Stanley Parable. Have you thought about doing something like that in the vein of it being heavily scripted and having a different ending kind of thing? I So all of my games up until this point have had multiple endings. Okay. And I say multiple. They've had two endings. Okay. The Summerland's the first time I'm telling a completely linear story. Okay. Where it, it is one story... Um, there is no deviation. Mm-hmm. It is the story I want to tell. And the reason I decided to do that was very Naughty Dog inspired, honestly. Because, you are. can we talk about the end of the first Last of Us? Yeah, sure. Or is that like too spoiler territory? I mean, it's been what? It, it's an old game. But... Yeah, it's four or five years-ish in that vein somewhere, right? Yeah, so um, the last of, in the end of the Last of Us, spoilers for anyone that doesn't want spoilers for the last of us uh ellie's gonna die mm-hmm. ellie's gonna get killed on the table and joel decides to kill all the doctors that are going to make a vaccine to save ellie and i think any other game would have handled that as a choice mm-hmm. you would have been able to decide do you want to sacrifice ellie to save the world or do you want to save ellie and i feel like most players in that situation would decide to sacrifice ellie and save the world that is but that's not the story Naughty Dog wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Because narratively, the decision to save Ellie is much more dramatic. It makes sense with the theme they were going for. And it's set up to be like that. And I think that in this in Summerland, not having any of those choices... Because there are a few situations in Summerland where there could be player choice, theoretically. Mm-hmm. But I don't want there to be player choice in those situations. Because I feel like this is the narrative I want to tell. These are the way these characters act. You're not playing as yourself through a character. You are playing as a character in this story that makes their own decisions. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. Now, with Summerland, yeah. are you still... I've seen the trailer. It mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Um, now, do you have a a range of when it will be released i'm see it's a very it's done when it's done kind of project because again it's a one-man thing i'm not stressing about it i'm thinking maybe early 2021 okay early 2021 on steam for sure and i'm i'm looking into other platforms but i can't confirm anything yet sure i mean i understand yeah how how far since it's pretty much just you, how far into yeah. development are you, say, into the game right now? I don't know if I could throw out a, per- a percentage, but okay. I will say I have all of the environments modeled. Okay. Like, all, all the levels are 3D modeled, ready to go. Um, I have the actors recording right now. There's a lot of animation and 2D art that needs done on my end. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I had my camera. I have a painting. <laughs> 
I have a painting right here of Summerland, and it's a bunch of the stuff from Summerland that I would really love to show you. If you want, I'll, I'll edit this part out, but if you want, you can send those to me if you want to. All right. And, and I'll throw them in to the interview. Yeah, I have an amazing artist working with me. All of the original art is canvas painted. Oh. So I have this canvas sitting like literally three feet away from me. Now, oh man, I can't, it won't recognize my camera. Now okay. I'm upset. You're fine. <laughs> so this, this artist you're working with, is this an artist you've worked with before in the past or is this someone you're, the first time you've worked with? Oh, this, it, this is really funny. Um, the artist I'm working with right now is my dad's girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, she, she does a bunch of art. Her name is Lisa Sliger. You could find her stuff. And it's, it's awesome, and it fits the game perfectly. Any, like, character frame photos you could find throughout houses or anything is her work painted mm -hmm. on canvas. That sounds I, I think it awesome. fits amazingly. With your, your, your game development, I am curious. Have you gotten any hate? And if so, how do you handle it? Have I gotten any hate? Definitely for the first game. How so? The first game wasn't good, right? It, it wasn't a great game. Into the Unknown got a lot of hate. And I'd say that was because it wasn't good. But I was 13. I said in the description that it was made by a middle schooler. Um, and I think a lot of people were upset that it was on Steam to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't seem like a Steam-level product. But for, for my, in my defense... That was uploaded when Steam Greenlight was a thing. Mm -hmm. So it did, it did go through the Greenlight process. It was voted on by people. I didn't like just make the decision to put it on Steam. It was voted on. And I don't know. I think it got a lot of hate because people didn't know it was made by a middle schooler. Like you can see the reviews on Steam. It's, it's at mixed. Okay. There's a lot of negative reviews. Did, did that affect you at all? Being it did, 13, it did. 14 years old? It really upset me because I this is the first time I've ever published anything, mm -hmm. and I I was really upset. The reception for Dreamscape was way better. Good, good. And even if less people played it, it was a better game for sure. And I think Summerland's going to be an even better game because it's much more focused. I from the trailer because I was looking at screenshots from your first game, second game, and third game. I I feel like not just from a story perspective based on the the concepts. But just the, how the games look themselves from game to game, you can tell how, how much better you're getting with each game and how your skills I'm, have improved. I'm learning a lot. Each time I'm learning a lot. And I, I'm scaling back for this one. Mm -hmm. I'm scaling back. The environments are less expansive. It's less complex. The gameplay is less, much less complex because I wanted it to be more focused in everything I did. Mm -hmm. And I took a lot of your criticism. Thank you. That you put on Dreamscape. The, you did the review. Mm -hmm. um, you said the storytelling was great. Gameplay was a bit iffy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, I took that. I ran with it. And this game is very narrative-based with not so much as not a ton of gameplay. There's not a ton of gameplay. Um, it's a lot of walking, a lot of mm -hmm. interacting, a, some minor puzzle solving. But the story is very there and in the moment. And I think you guys will really like it when it comes out. That's what I'm most excited for. Honestly, that's what I've been playing a lot recently um, are games like that. Um, I just finished a, a trilogy from a developer that's very similar to that, much more narrative. The story is way more abstract, like on a whole nother level, but at the same time, 
it leaves an impression, and that, that's the impression I got from your trailer, the Summerland trailer. I feel what's the, like what's the trilogy? So it's there's Off Peak. There is, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, oh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Cosmo D. Yeah, I was drawing a blank. I've played um I played the free one. I didn't play okay. the other two. Off Peak is the first one, and then it is. It's like tra- Tales of Off Peak City. Yeah, that's the most recent one, and then yeah. the middle one is. I just played it, and I can't remember. And it's amazing. And it's fantastic. Anyway, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those games are weird. I love it though. Yes, yes. Trust me, they they're very weird, very out there, very abstract. But at the same time, it's like there's something intriguing about it. At the same time, there you is. know. Yeah, I want to know what goes on in that guy's head. I do too. <laughs> I I messaged his PR firm, so we'll see about an interview. Um, but that'd be awesome. Continuing on with with you, Connor, though. Okay. Um, that yeah, that's what I'm most excited about though about Summerland in general. Just that I I feel like having a focus will make the game that much more better than than Dreamscape, even though I still loved it. I know that's not a question, but a statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's quite all right. Um, honestly, that that's really like as far as like questions go. That's all I really have. Unless you have anything else you would like to talk about, discuss, I am open and free as well. It... Um, I may just say that my my main source has been through TikTok, right? Right. I I don't know if you've heard, but TikTok might be getting banned in the United States. I I have heard that. And yeah, so I think it's uh, if that happens, am I allowed to do any plugs here? You go right ahead. I just want to say uh, maybe check out my Instagram because that's where a lot of my updates are going to be. It's uh, it's Connor with an E-R-C-O and an E-R underscore W underscore Rush. Uh, my other Instagrams are linked through that. And maybe check out my website, www.firegames with a Y, F-Y-R-E games.com. Um, and that's really where my main source of getting updates out, getting information out, that's where you can find all of it. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you very much, Connor. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I would love to have awesome you on again. On again. I was going to say, I would love to have you on again right around the time Summerland comes out. We'd love to come back. All right. Perfect. That sounds great. We look forward to, to Summerland. Dude, I will, I'm actually, if you don't mind, I would love to show the trailer while we go for it over over part of the interview and and show it off a little bit no absolutely i would love if you did that thank you thank you very much for your permission and as always everyone have a red day